Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. All right, it's time for another edition of Ranch Nation here on 88.7 The Pulse. It's Steve and Frank. Hello there, Frank. What is happening, Steve? Welcome back, people. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m., your little house of car care right here. House of car care, I like that. I like, we're trying a little tagline. I take my shoes off and we just have a good old time here. And we always tell you guys, listening, this is our therapy, our weekly therapy right here on Wrench Nation and uh, your community for car care, tips, culture. And Steve. Yes, sir. Folks need to chime in. We have 480. What is, I forget. 480-655-8870 is the number. 480-655-8870. If you have a question, something's wrong with your car, you think, and you, you want to get Frank's opinion, well, call us at 480-655-8870. We'll get you on the air. And if we put you on the air, we're giving you some Comic-Con tickets today. We got the goods, people. You Comic-Con know is it. only a couple minutes away, or a couple weeks away, a couple oh, minutes away, a couple oh. weeks away. All right. And lots of people want to go to Comic-Con. They have a good old time there. That's a crazy That thing is right just there. crazy. So 480-655-8870. We'd love to hear from you today. Or if you just want to say hi and, and you know what you think of the show, we'd be glad to hear from you today. We always welcome you guys yeah. back. And thank you for uh, the tribe. You guys are our community. Every week we get down into the pits, maybe sometimes the weeds, Steve. But this is your car care community. Yeah, weeds in my front yard. If you guys are listening <laughs> this uh, on the replay on the podcast, you know you guys catch us on Wrench Nation iTunes, and we're celebrating show number sixty-one. People, sixty-one. Yeah, there's wow. some clap action. So clap for us, with Absolutely. us, out there. You can make some claps right I there. I got Frank. some claps. Show I think number sixty-one. We, yeah. So, um, before we dive into the hoot nannies of automotive news, yeah. Steve. How is your week faring, brother? Well, not bad. I mean, I've been on my diet, Frank. I've lost 12 pounds. The pants are certainly uh, Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. pounds. You know, I did this before because you called me the disappearing DJ last year when I tried this, but I didn't get strict with it. Well, we had a diet that lasted right. five seconds. Yeah, exactly. And now I've dropped out the soda, Frank. It's like, it's like the, bad, yeah. the bad fuel, yeah. dropping out the bad fuel right. and dropping out the soda. It's just melting off. That's right. So it's it's absolutely awesome, and, and I feel good, and uh, I'm looking forward to continuing this for a while. Well, a big shout-out to one of our listeners. Speaking of diet, we thank you dearly. We just are extremely grateful. You dropped off some Popeye chicken to the garage. and uh, Oh, I love Popeye's chicken. Good thing I was not there. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Actually, Frank, I can eat anything I want for lunch. Okay. That's part of my diet. It's, it stops cravings, and, yeah. and, and, and that way I've got all day to work it off because you know how busy I am around here. You are busy, you know. man. So, I mean, I work it off all day. So Popeye's chicken, awesome. You had that dropped off. So we're grateful. Donuts, chicken, you know, lollipop chicken. And, uh, you know, folks will stop by at the garage and drop off. You know, a bunch of mechanics. You know, we got a lot of mechanics that listen to the show. Absolutely. And I think you guys will agree, all my wrenches out there, we know how to eat. And we celebrate. Right. And so if you were to stop by your local rock star mechanic, garage dealer, what have you, um, shower them with good <laughs> food. Yes. Not fancy. No. Not expensive. No. Greasy. Greasy food? Greasy. Oh, greasy. Greasy. You say it, greasy. I think most- Like and, wheezy. And if you're listening, you're a wrench. 
Tell us what your favorite food is. Oh, that's all cool. good. Yeah, text 480-655-8870. What I'm saying before we dive into the show topic is that most mechanics, I'm not saying we eat bad. We try to, we try to eat right, but we love, we love a good snack. We're burning a lot of calories, you Absolutely. guys. Look, doing an average break job would probably burn about 485 calories. Wow. So we need some chicken wings and <laughs> things like that to sustain it. I love the mashed potatoes and gravy. In mm. all seriousness, we do thank uh, Mr. Mark for stopping by, dropping off some chicken. You know, on today's show, guys, you, you may have, uh, we all talk about horsepower, all trying to accomplish, maintain horsepower. That's, the, that's like the power, right? right. You know, if we, uh, we've talked about engine misfires and tune-ups in the past, but where does that power go from engine slash transmission to the wheels? How does that all work? Right. On today's show, we're talking about what transmits the force to keep those wheels moving. All right. I mean, you can have all the horsepower in the world, but if suchity such on the way to the wheel, we're going to talk about the suchity such is not working properly. Right. It's good night, Charlie. You got problems. You know, Frank, people always say to me, because I always have, you know, Dodge Rams. Yeah. I love Dodge Rams. I've had them for 15 plus years. I've had great luck with them. Right. And people always say to me, you know, do you have the Hemi? And oh, I don't, wait. I, I don't yeah. need the Hemi. Everybody's. Look, I don't need it. Well, these are a bunch of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah. Look how we roll. Do you have four wheel drive? No. Like, I don't use no. I wouldn't use it. What, do I, is, what snow am I going to drive through? This is what happens. The dust when there's a dust storm. Do I need four wheel drive to get through that? A bunch of guys are hanging out at yeah. the bar. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, we don't ask each other. See, women say, right. women say at a bar, they say, um, what do you do for a living? Yes. Men, we say, what kind of truck you right. drive? You got a Hemi? <laughs> you got a Hemi? <laughs> no, and, I don't know. I don't need one. And you could be the dude that says, well, I drive a Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, yeah. And I like my flower sure. in the center. <laughs> <laughs> and the engine's but in the back. What I'm in the front. saying is amazing. In the, the back, psych- yeah. The, the psychology the the of men. It's that book, right? What is it? Men are from Mars. Women, women are, from are from Venus. Venus yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I haven't read the book back to back, but I'm sure in there there's something about iconic car culture, men and women, how women think and how men think. And I got to say, sometimes as men, boy, our thinking is a little goofy. Right. We had about 10 shows ago. Right. Uh, Ask Patty, Jody DeVere on CEO. And we love Ask Patty. And you guys, there's another resource, askpatty.com. You can check out. Uh, some great garages there. But Jody had said something, and she said it right away. She says, man, you guys just don't listen. <laughs> and I, I remember that, and I said to myself, oh, gosh, I better be really tuned in on this one. Right. <laughs> but I think as men, yeah, we're always sizing each That's other That's the number up. one thing, though, as a, as a wrench, and you meeting with so many customers all the time that come into your shop. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the most important thing is they want to tell you what's wrong. You have to listen. And we do. We work on that. Yep. We actually train on it. A good garage, um, you know, when I say good garage is, is the team of wrenches, mechanics, technicians in the back. And those advisors, right, they're trying to dispense the, the sort of information in an organized fashion. Right. They're going to train. And look, I wish doctors would train. And I'll tell you how I wish they would train. You know, a cardiologist will tell you, uh, yeah, we got an open heart surgery thing going on. And don't worry, it's a couple hours and it's in and out. Now, I may be v- being a little facetious, Steve, but sometimes I feel like there's an indifference going on. In other words... What did he just say? Right. He's going to crack my chest. And I think if you're going to your local garage, a sign of a good garage and a good relationship is, you know, this should be one of these top three rules. Show no indifference. Okay. 
right? Right. Are you, are you showing indifference? Right. Are you are you telling me that I need eight hundred dollars worth of such and such? Right. And you act like not a big deal. Right. It is a big deal. Absolutely. 800 bucks is a lot of money. It is. That's more than the car payment, most likely. So a good garage will organize all that. And, and so, um, you know, yeah, most garages are going to train on that because like a good doctor who's doing these procedures over and over and over, they have to step back. A good automotive technician and a good advisor will step back and say, you know, how did I do today? How did I make that experience good enough for my client base, my neighborhood, my community? And they'll reflect and train and always try to keep that whole indifference thing out of the equation because you can get numb to it. Absolutely. And we, don't wanna, we don't want to get numb that's, to that's it. That's a good piece of advice. It is. So that should be we'll write a book someday. Wrench Nation Chapter 5. So, what's the, so the show about today is what? Well, we're talking about moving parts. Okay. From the horsepower. All right. Engine All produces right. horsepower. Okay. So we're going to dive into some of those things. and I can't even imagine that because well, I, you know, I'm not a tech like I you. I will tell you. How can a wheel fall off, Steve? You can have the best running engine. Happened to me once. Right? The big old um, tires didn't put my lug nuts back on my tires. Oh, you. <laughs> yikes. Well, gosh. Not, that's not a good day. <laughs> I'm driving down the road. Actually, didn't fall off. But I'm wobbling. Oh. And I'm going like, why am I wobbling? So I pull over. I get out of the car. And there's no lug nuts on all four tires. Oh, that's a bad And I day. call and I go. And they go, oh, drive it in. I go, you're going to bring a tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not driving it any further. Yeah, and that's a bad hair day yeah. in that garage and all that, you know. <laughs> and also, we were talking about some of the noises that you know, the notorious wheel noises uh, that you can get. Right. How to avoid oh, that? Yeah. We're gonna dive in. Yeah. We've got, uh, of course, we got Greg Buckley coming on in the end. We've got uh, JB coming in uh, from both on next uh, segment. Sweet. We're really gonna dive in. And I got one more thing, guys. If yeah. you're listening, we're gonna cover this uh, uh, down the road here on this show. How can you literally pogo stick mainly your truck okay. with a drive line? And it's dangerous. Mm. Pogo stick. Th- you guys listening, think of a pogo stick. Boing, 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 boing. You're going boing, up and boing, down. Boing, right? You might you. have a boing on there. Boing. We got yeah. a boing. There you go. That's a pogo <laughs> stick. I'm learning the board, people. <laughs> After 60 some odd shows. There you go. I love it. Um, you can pogo stick dangerously. And I'm not, I'm trying not to make this threatening, but we've got the facts. <laughs> you, could do that. you didn't even know you could do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was like a quadruple. You just keep doing it, yeah. Yeah, just hold on to it. Um, seriously, guys, if you're listening, I, I got a tip for you guys. We're going to cover this here uh, after the break. We're going to cover some automotive news, but I'm going to tell you how to avoid, mainly with the trucks, right? How to avoid the pogo stick. Literally, literally think about that truck being propelled in the air. Dangerous stuff. It can happen. Wow. But first, we got to cover some fascinating news. We got the news music going. Yes, we do. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard the Dodge Demon. Okay. That vehicle came out. Yeah. It's kind of hard to order. The Demon. Ooh. It's a 800 horsepower Demon. Get a red Demon. There is a call to ban the Demon. Really? Why? Which is odd. Yeah. A lot of horsepower. Um, apparently, in quotes, I'm not going to mention the media outlet, Steve, but in quotes, inherently dangerous to the common safety of motorists. Really? And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. We got quite a few high horsepower vehicles right. on the road, and there wasn't a call to ban the demon. 
Now, the demon sounds scary. Right. Satanic-like. <laughs> it does. But if you don't know that SRT Demon is an amazing uh, street legal, 800 okay. horsepower plus. Ooh. Look it up and That's you can see. a lot of see, horses, Frank. This was designed to be the quickest car in the world, and it has several drag racing style features on this ride, this Demon. That's never, ever been offered on a factory production car, and that's the key. Now, you can go out and buy your vehicle. Let's say you buy a Corvette that comes packaged quite nicely. Get into the performance world and soup that baby up. Well, Dodge says, well, we want to provide the platform ready to go. Stick your key in. Boom, 800 horsepower plus. This is the bad boy. What I find odd is why would a media outlet, not mentioning names, right, call for a ban on the Dodge Demon, suggesting that this would be dangerous to the motoring right. public. Did you find out why? You could take a Fiat that yes. has a worn tire, and that's dangerous to the public. Right. I mean, what, Anything is, could be dangerous. what is the criteria? Exactly. Uh, the car only ships with a driver's seat. This is serious. Oh, really? You just get a driver's it's a seat. It's car. It'll run up to 100 octane. This is serious. 100 octane race gas. Wow. Right from the factory. Right? Comes with a warranty and it bumps its power up to 840 horsepower. Wow. Uh, this sucker will go a quarter mile performance at 9.65. We got Taylor, Tyler in the studio, and Tyler knows he's in the drifting community. He knows that's pretty quick. Uh, 140 miles an hour means that it requires a roll cage. In other words, when you buy a vehicle, really? Like most vehicles say, um, these are the recommendations of right. what you shouldn't do. When you buy See? a factory vehicle that says, Roll cage recommended. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the naysayer again, Frank. Why does anybody need to go 140 miles an hour? Where's that speed limit? Well, you you come to a place in Where? your life. You come to this place in your life. You need the need for speed. And your wife says, "Honey, yes, the kids are grown. <laughs> yes, we shall empty nest and drive 140 miles an hour. And we need <laughs> a Dodge Demon in our driveway. Uh, okay." And so what would you hang in the rearview mirror of a Dodge Demon? <laughs> so if you are listening, people, you've heard about the Fuzzy Dodge Dice Demon. with horns. What would be your favorite deal to hang in the rearview mirror? Right. I, I just want to know. I want to understand what our listeners think. If you had 800 horsepower, what would be a suitable rearview mirror? Now, I would go back to Fuzzy Dice. I'm sure. simple. I like Fuzzy Dice. Fuzzy Dice, right. So if you I, got, I just hang my parking pass. <laughs> What would you hang in one of these My guys? So, pass is all you know, that's a word on a Dodge Demon. We have some more news. Uh, we talked about that EH-184 out of China. Uh, that's that flying drone. It's coming to Dubai in July. They're actually going to be putting that into You're service. You're a rapper, Frank. Dubai in July. <laughs> Dubai <laughs> in July. Dubai in July. Dubai and in so um, that is like meeting... Uh, I mean, realistically, we're all thinking, ah, flying drones, it's not going to happen. Right. You know, we can play with them in the backyard. Right. But commercially not going to happen. Well, it is happening in Dubai. And I got to tell you, Airbus, one of the big manufacturers of uh, airplanes, sure. uh, Airbus is promising that they're going to have their self-flying flying electric act together, air taxi, by 2020. 2020? I'm talking... I just don't see it because they're going to smash into things. This is by credible, newsworthy uh, I sources. Know, I don't know, I don't know. And uh, Airbus is promoting that electric air taxi by 2020. I am the anti-drone guy. I'm saying it's happening. Yeah, I know. Now, this morning when I called in to give a little tidbit, yeah. um, Elon Musk says... Yes. He doesn't believe everything's going to happen in the air. Okay. He's saying, wait a minute, guys. 
we can tunnel. Oh. In other words, we're going to transport. It's got to be very expensive, though. Underground. Well, Eli and his. Uh, I mean, unless you get El Chapo to do it. His alien team of engineers. <laughs> El Chapo, the El Chapo tunnel from here to Albuquerque. Well, there could be some work together with those folks because they seem to. There you but go. No, the fact is to build a tunnel and Elon Musk and his great mind and right. team of, you know, these people are brilliant. It costs a billion dollars a mile, Steve, on average, to dig underground. A billion dollars a mile? Like billion. I said, it's too expensive. I, I am not telling you. This is Who's straight You're for it. You got a mile section in LA, yep. underground. It's yep. a billion bones, That's ridiculous. man. So Elon has said, well, let's get the calculator out and figure out how we're going to cut the cost. Sure. And he will. He got it down to 168 bucks a mile. <laughs> no, 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 man. He's not doing the Seven Eleven oh, underground. Okay. Or you can buy a brick in that, the tunnel. That's with it. Your yeah. name on it. So I'm saying there's going to be some competition. The drones up in the air and boring underground. We'll see who wins that one. All right, let's do some shout outs. You yeah. Well, all right. We've got our wonderful uh, all our podcast listeners. You guys, we love promoting other podcasts. Check out Remarkable Results Podcast, especially if you guys are in the industry. This is a great platform of other uh, highlighted individuals in the industry with training and operation and marketing. So check out Remarkable Results Podcast. They're all over online. And as we tell you every week, carcarecouncil.org. If you lost the owner's manual, a nonprofit people, get on to carcarecouncil.org. Type in your vehicle's information, and you now have a nice map of maintenance that's due. It's a great way to check out car care, carcare.org. All right, Pat's on the phone. He's uh, asking about a 1999 Pontiac Grand Am. Hello, Pat. How you doing? What is happening, Pat? Hey, good afternoon. So one comment about the Dodge Demon. You'd either have to have a pitchfork or if somebody went to ASU, they'd have to have one of their pitchforks. I like that. That's yep. like uh, hand in hand. hand. That's perfect, the pitchfork. Okay. Right. That would you, go good you, there. And by the way, it's a 99 Grand Prix. With oh, Grand Prix, sorry. One. Okay, oh, no boy. Look, Steve, you just, you, it's not a Grand Am. No. Grand Prix. Grand tell Prix. Us, so tell us, Grand, what's what's Grand happening Prix with the Grand Prix? One, And so just showed up uh, the other day, haven't had a chance to take it in and plug in but the tack has gone to zero. Okay. It does run. The check engine light is on, and so I've done some inquiries on the web, and it indicates the crank position sensor is probably the cause. I didn't think the car would run with a bad crank position sensor. Well, crank sensor is the eyes and ears for injector pulse and ignition. Uh, it literally is one of those main, especially for those years, late 90s, mid-90s. Crank sensor was a vital sensor uh however the tachometer for some of those years did work together um with some of those signals that the computer would receive right so that crank sensor that's an alternating current type signal that it's producing uh the crank shaft pulley has a sort of a toothed wheel on it and as that wheel spins it's going to collapse that signal and it does this quite a bit um, like any other electronic device, an output or input sensor, over time that's going to wear out. I believe this could be related. Did they kind of go out, This, in other words, the check engine light come on and then that that gauge start acting up about the same time? Actually, it was just reversed. The, uh, oh. Notice the gauge went to zero and it ran a little bit different. And then about 15 minutes later, the uh, the check engine light came on. So that was when I thought, okay, well... What's going on? I haven't, like I say, had a chance to go in and have anybody plug in and talk to the... Yeah, they're going to check data stream. I mean, as I always say on the show, 
Code pool is cool for peace of mind, but they're going to data stream this. And one of the things they're going to look for is they're definitely going to look at that signal. Um, a good technician will actually look at the pattern that that crank sensor is giving, as well as what we're doing up to the instrument cluster. The whole idea here, if it's not related to the crank sensor, and this is a separate one-off issue, we can look at that signal. Uh, is it the sending side, which would be sort of the output sensor, or do we have a bona fide issue in the cluster? Uh, we're down on Chandler and Dobson. If you'd like to stop by, if you can't, you're not in the neighborhood, reach out to me, partner, and I'll get you into a, a great garage that actually knows what they're doing to fix that. So you're not just throwing money in, you know, we don't want any guesswork. That costs money. <laughs> so, Amen. Well, I appreciate your help. And right, I, Pat, I appreciate you listening in. Thanks a lot, Pat. Hang on, Pat. Uh, Bree will be back with you in case you want those Comic-Con tickets. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back with JB from Bolt-On Technology. Well, all right. He's just around the corner. And uh, lots of great stuff here on Wrench Nation. We've got uh, our old buddy Billy Knuckles hanging on the phone, too. I uh, love it. Love <laughs> it. Love it. Love it. Billy, we'll get to you in a few minutes, all right? 480-655-8870 is our phone number. Feel free to call Wrench Nation or text here on 88.7 The Pulse. Don't go anywhere. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. All right, we've been talking for a while about our two-hour show that we're eventually going to go to. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to do a two-hour show for you. We're we going to do it. Two weeks from today, on the 24th, we're going to do a two-hour show, all kinds of fun prizes and also road trip songs. We have not been kicked off the air. No. You have spoken loud. Yes. And you said, uh, can we get a little more good road trip music? <laughs> so we're going to do road trip songs. You'll be even able to text in and call in with your road trip songs, too. We want to know what you love to just turn up and just go. And that's going to be an exciting show. Yep. Tell your friends about that. And uh, we are working for two hours, but, you know, we're going to dance with that a little bit. Right oh, before. I'll be having a good time. Well, we're going to have a good time yeah. with that. Also, we've been talking about the Wrench Nation Female Auto Scholarship. I'm excited. That goes live on the 15th of this month, all right? So that's next Monday it goes live. We're finalizing the application now, and it's going to be a digital online application. This is for a female adult student who's either graduated from high school or who has a GED equivalent who is willing and wants to take a class for nine months. I'm talking every day, this is two it. and a half hours for nine months. It's over $4,000 of tuition right here at EVIT. And you're going to go ahead and get into the auto technician business. You guys listening, it's really simple, man. This is, uh, this is as straight as you can be. The why of this scholarship is really simple. We've heard from you on the podcast. Right. We've heard from you on social media. From the left coast to the right coast, we've had a lot of women. We want, Yeah, we want we've to encourage had, that. We've had women. I get excited. I'm actually, and it sounds cheesy, people, but I'm just going to tell you. We're like real radio here. I'm getting goosebumps because if there's something that really gets in my veins, gets my blood going, in general, is when you've been told, right. nope, you can't do that. Right. And we've had a lot of women. By anyone. A lot of young women, sure. middle-aged women that have said, you know, I always was interested. I was always interested. But you never did it. Never did it. We're because, giving you. Because I, I was told. Right, right, sure. 
and they listen sure. to the show. Right, right, exactly. Well, we're, we're giving it back, people. It's a different world today. We're giving it back. So yep. uh, we'll have that scholarship. TV and PulseRadio.fm starting on the 15th next Monday. It goes live. You're going to hear promos all the time here on The Pulse about it. That's right. So if you have friends, family, get them involved. This is the real deal. And I tell you, I can't promise the world, people, but I got we got a network of interested parties that want to see this super successful. Right. And when you get the training, guess what? We're going to find you an internship. All right. We're going to find you that That's position it. that you're going to go in and get started like Tyler did. Tyler. Like Tyler, who came out of Evit, who ended up working for your shop, Frank, at Desert Tyler's Car Care Chandler. Tyler's amazing, and uh, one day we'll give him the floor to do the whole show, Mr. Tyler. But there right. you go, Tyler. We're just going to uh, take the day off, and you can fill in. So we're, re- <laughs> we're regrouping people. We're talking about wheels in motion. You guys understand the horsepower. We've kind of talked about the tune-ups and things like that. But after that's all said and done, my engine runs really great. Perhaps my transmission feels like it's shifting really great. Then it has to all transmit itself to the wheels. Uh, we have, do we have Mr. JB? We do. JB from Bolt-On Technologies on the phone. Hello, JB. Welcome back. Yo, guys. <laughs> Good to have you. JB, we appreciate you connecting. And uh, JB, of course, with Bolt-On Technology. How are you doing out there? You're out in Philly, Ohio. Where are you at? We're just outside of Philadelphia in the, um, outside of, in the outskirts of Philly, man. Just yeah. close enough they can throw a rock. Well, I think we got a little competition with weather because we hit 108, what, Friday? And now, what was it, 70? We week? were actually colder than, like, North Dakota and Alaska the other day. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, 77 today now. So uh, we've been down in the 50s, so I think you're oh, no oh, okay. Yeah, we still got you. Well, no matter what, for my Russian friends, I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, JB, we're talking about, you know, as I said, most of us understand horsepower and we, you know, our engines run great. We, you know, our check engine light is off and... And, uh, you know, we talk about what happens from there to what I like to say is get the wheels on the bus going round and round. And um, I think it's probably worthy of establishing the type of drives on vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. And Definitely. Uh, yeah. And uh, before we do that, we definitely got to establish some basics and talk about torque. Torque? Torque. Now, a lot of people say, a lot of people say, that blender's got a lot of torque. (laughs) My car has a lot of torque. And some of us are listening. And I think folks listening to that phrase are really listening to the animation of, I got torque. And it feels like, oh, you got something over there. What the hey is torque? Let's establish that, JB. Well, actually, torque is the twisting motion, the power behind moving your wheels that move your vehicles forward it's the energy that gets it from start to acceleration and moving right and torque is that measurement of the energy that we put into that motion right um so in in sort of layman's terms if i you called me up jb i'm out there and we connect and you say man i got a 68 camaro this thing's got some pretty good torque and i snap my head back does that qualify as a good torque <laughs> <laughs> torque is what makes the vehicle accelerate. You've right. been talking about horsepower. That gives you speed, but torque is what gets you off the line and gets you moving. Right, right. Makes sense. A lot of our hot rod community know that there has to be a balance, sort of. You can't have a 1,000 horsepower and then little baby, little baby torque. You, now we start talking gear ratios, right, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in. For those listening, many of us uh, out there, you guys are driving a front-wheel drive, and um, what is the big deal 
Why did we ever, my question, JB, is go to a front-wheel drive? Well, rear-wheel drive was working perfect. Why did we go to a front-wheel drive? Well, somebody kind of thought it was a little better to put everything up front, get it all together in one little spot so we can make it lighter. Well, not make it lighter in the front, but lighter in the rear. And right. put everything in a nice little tight package that we can just make it work. And that's when mechanics, like mechanics back in the day, like in the 40s, really didn't have a problem with losing hair. But I think some of the losing hair came from we stuffed a big engine. Uh, we go back. Think about the Cadillac. Think about think the about Cadillac. Tornado. Um, traditionally, Cadillacs were nice rear-wheel drive vehicles. Everything was working fine with the chrome. And then we started messing with big engines and these small engine bays, and we kind of twisted, and uh, it became a front-wheel drive, which just means, simply put, all that driving force is at the front wheels. Now, working overtime, you know. It is working overtime. And then, uh, so that front-wheel drive, um, you know, and going back to history, I had to do a little research because most of us think of front-wheel drive, uh, even a bunch of automotive technicians, and we think probably, you know, 1980s, uh, you know, when we, uh, certainly maybe 70s, right, when gas was a crunch, we were looking at First time ever. Well, yeah, we, 70s, early 80s. Right. We, JB, we first time ever. Because prior, we didn't care how heavy. That car weighs 8,000 pounds. Yeah, we didn't no. care. We didn't Who care. Cares? Two miles to the gallon. It's good right? enough for me. Right. Yeah. My and grandma we, had an LTD, man. That, that's about what it got. That steering wheel, <laughs> steering wheel was big as a billboard. That sucker was big. Oh, and we, yeah, huge. They were boats. And there sure. were boats. Thank you. And so with the gas crunch, we kind of had to figure out as engineers, we said, well, what the? We got to figure things out. So- some of that was front-wheel drive, but, you know, it, it, it actually goes back. Um, you know, the Cord in 1929, um, overwhelmingly popular modern configuration is based on the 1959 Mini. Its creator, Sir Alec Isogenes, sounds like Isogenics, but it's Isogenes. He's kind of responsible, um, actually, in the late 50s, that Mini, for putting that small engine, as we would call it, transversely. We went the other yeah. way. Put it sideways under the hood, yeah. Um, so let's talk. Folks are listening and say, okay, great, guys. That sounds all technical, and I get maybe we can save a little gas, make things lightweight. And But what are some of the sort of benefits to a front-wheel drive? Uh, there's got to be some benefits. Oh, there's definitely where we live here where we get snow in the wintertime. Yeah. Um, Having all that weight over the front wheels makes a front-wheel drive so much better in the snow than a rear-wheel drive does. And that really is a big benefit, especially when we get some winters where we get three feet of snow in this area. Right. So your little Toyota Corolla front-wheel drive is going gonna, is gonna to do a little better because it's actually got a little bit more weight distribution up front. Especially if you're also in an area with mud. We're not saying you, you're, right. you're going to go forward. You still got to put your chains on, people. Right, exactly. <laughs> and observe local laws, for sure. But, uh, JB, you're talking definitely about uh, sort of that traction that's a little bit better with those front-wheel drives. Heck a lot better. Yeah. Uh, we talked about... Mustang got nowhere when the ground just got slightly covered, but once I went to an escort, believe it or not, I went to an escort, um, I, could, I could go anywhere in the snow. Yeah, but you know what? I it's, I don't think doing uh, burnouts or 360s, some of us, when it snows. Look, a lot of people here in Phoenix, we get giddy. Flagstaff has its first snow. We go up north. What's the first thing we do, Steve? 
We find a big parking lot with Fair our enough. Chevy Camaro. Right. <laughs> we do it because in 360s. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. You're right. Now, disclaimers, people, I don't recommend you do that, but we know you're doing it. <laughs> so uh, so that front-wheel drive, definitely you can distribute that. Uh, you know, there's uh, also more room for peoples and uh, cargo. It seems like the front it's kind of hard to believe. You know, you think about the old Cadillac. I go back to the casino movie where lots of stuff was happening in the trunk of those Cadillacs. Sure. Um, but you do get, based upon the size of the vehicle, you do get a little bit more in way of cargo. Um, it's amazing, actually. Um, you no know, more tunnel in the middle of the floor. You guys can sit back and forth in the middle of the seats and not have that thing up between your legs. Yeah, that big tunnel. That's right. Yep. Yeah, but that tunnel, people got creative with that tunnel. I've seen over the years in my span as a mechanic, uh, I've seen that tunnel turned into a few things. Um, so if the tunnel was rotting, I actually saw this. This is pretty trippy. I've never I just seen, called it a hump, by the way. I've never seen. <laughs> I've, I've never seen this on the internet, right. but I've seen this. Like it came in the garage. Now, mind you, we're in Arizona. We're spoiled. Sure. Most mechanics don't even have a torch. <laughs> don't need one. Really? Yeah. You guys. <laughs> hot enough already. Right. Yeah. But I saw this. Uh, I forget which vehicle, but it did have the tunnel, that big mid hump. Yep. And this thing was rotten. I mean, it was like you could see through it. Sure. But some dude put a, uh, a what is it? A clay. It's not porcelain, but the clay pot. Okay. It was, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to get my words together. A clay pot. It yeah. was red. He set it in the hole. That's hilarious. And before Volkswagen <laughs> had their little beetle funny right, flower, right, which was sure. a statement, this man had a flower in a pot in the hole. Well, that's the, funny. I kid you not. And I, for years, JB, I said, man, that's got to be on the internet. I got to find <laughs> that because nobody will believe my story. But yeah, so I mean, that's there's great. some benefits. Now, there are some difficulties, guys, if you're driving around oh, in course. a front wheel drive. Um it seemed like front-wheel drives brought a whole new world of tire wear. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I mean, those tires are being beat up. You're making them stop your vehicle. You're making them turn your vehicle. And now you're making them drive your vehicle. So it's That's all a happening. a whole lot of work. It is. And the rear tires, they're smoking cigars in a lazy boy yeah, saying, Yeah, back and going, hey, baby. <laughs> they ain't doing anything. So if you guys have a front-wheel drive, and most of you will, for a fact, if you have a passenger car, most passenger cars these days, our front wheel drive, you need to be really in tune to the fact that you're going to rotate those tires. Gosh, you should probably do that every oil change minimum twice a year, every 6,000 miles, because now you're where on the front, those driving wheels, you're going to kind of abuse those a little bit, and they need to be set in the back and get the back fresh tires up to the front so you can sort of kind of balance out the wear on those tires. Yeah, make those buggers do a little work. Yeah. Um, and I think, JB, do we have Billy Knuckles? We do have Billy Knuckles. Want to bring him in? I'm saying we bring Billy. He's the godfather from Detroit. Oh, the godfather. Billy Knuckles, are you there? Gentlemen, and I'm using the term loosely, according to Bree. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. The the, the great uh, Ryoki Berra said, you know, I think we did this two weeks ago. Yeah. All over again, right? Well, someday, we're working on two hours, people, and someday we're going to be doing this more often. And thank you, uh, listening, guys. If you're out of Detroit, Interstate Auto Care, we've got the wonderful, the one and only. I'm going to see him next week in Detroit, actually. Yes, sir. Uh, We got Billy Knuckles, William Nalu, the godfather of cars. Wow. Wow. You and guys are course, too kind. Yeah, of course, we've <laughs> yeah, got. Uh, <laughs> we have to be, because if not, you'll make us an offer we can't refuse. We don't want to disappear right. in a Cadillac. Yeah, I, I turned on the, the, the radio on the, on the way to you know, home, 
and I'm hearing El, El Chapo, Tamu, <laughs> yes, uh, hey, Elon wait. Musk on Ted, you know, on TED Talks. Where do you get this all in one hour? There's not enough room. Well, we There's got the equivalent room. of a smorgasbord of buffet of car care and culture here, but um, we're talking about what powers those wheels. Our our engines run great, and we have no check engine light. And uh, yeah. we just discussed the front-wheel drive bill. We talked about some tire wear. Can you think of any problems with a front-wheel drive for those listening that they may have to kind of pay particular attention to um, with a front-wheel drive? I, I, I will. Let me tell you this first, though. Is, 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 you know, I'm a public school boy. I'm not sophisticated like you gentlemen. So well. for, for me, you know, the Detroit definition of the difference between horsepower and, and torque, you know, when you buy a Dodge Demon... And I'm a proud Hemi owner. I've got a, a Grand Cherokee myself. Oh, and I'm yeah. My enemy. But nice. horsepower is how hard you hit the wall. Torque <laughs> is how far you take the wall with you. Oh, nice. Yeah, we, there yeah. you go. That, nice. I love that. JB, what he said would be equivalent to, uh, I'm not picking on the ladies, but let's say my wife is making a margarita in a blender. And it has a little fork on the bottom, and it's a two-prong. My neighbor has a fork on the bottom with a five-prong. Who is going to make the better margarita, the two-prong or the five-prong? <laughs> so um, I get that, yeah. Yeah, so with front-wheel drive, one of the things that makes things you know, more complicated, and again, you know that, is because we've got more pieces together. We've got not only do we have the engine and the trans up there, but now we've got axle shafts, which are essentially the drive line to those wheels. Ah, yeah. Then we've got hub assemblies. Oh, it's yeah. four-wheel drive. Now we've got even more things happening up front that's got to control torque. You know, in, in case of an Audi, four, you know, a Quattro, for example, you've a got qua- uh, right, torque now, vectoring and you've got all that going on. Right, Audi Quattro, meaning we're powering all four wheels. You know, that is that all-wheel drive kind of thing. Some of your Jeep Cherokees, uh, actually quite a few platforms will have the yeah. all-wheel drive. Um yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen guys in the garage, uh, and, and you guys listening, uh, both William Nalu and JB, uh, master mechanics. Uh, of course, uh, William Nalu runs Interstate Auto Care, wonderful business uh, out of the community there, uh, out of Detroit. Um, have you guys seen an increase in, like, suspension work? I think I have on, front, like, struts with front-wheel drives. Well, Detroit's oh, the man. capital of the world for that. You know, one of the things that happened to me here, here I teach and preach this stuff all day long. This is something that is really, really strange that happened to me. I had a, a, I had a separate set of wheels for snow, a separate set of wheels for, for summer. That's pretty well, common, and, right? Because I'm from yeah. Arizona. We, have, we don't understand this language. Well, yeah. So in my <laughs> case, just to give you an idea here, what happened with my Grand Cherokee, I had one tire that was significantly more worn than the others. Worn, everything was wearing evenly, but one tire had about 20% tread left on it. The other had about 80 to 90% on it. Why is this? Well, I put those wheels on, and the truck wants to shift poorly at times. And I'm thinking, man, do I have a differential? So yeah. I'm chasing my tail for right. weeks on end. And all the while, it doesn't occur to me that, that we've got a, a four-wheel drive vehicle. This is, again, here's, you know, I, I'm telling people not to do this, and, and I'm the one doing it myself. Because I think, well, you know, it can't happen to my car. So you're, you're a master mechanic. Nothing happens to your car. Yeah. So the transmission wasn't shifting right because one of the wheels, obviously the uh, the rotation, the outside rotation of that of that wheel and the tire, has a different size than the others, and so that was causing all kinds of problems ah. with this full time all wheel drive system. Um, so you're talking about the difference in the size of the tire, correct? Well, no, the tires were the right size, but the tread depth was different. So ah, we had thank maybe, you. maybe a quarter of an inch differential in uh, in 
tire diameter, and that's in this case, in my case, I can tell you firsthand that as soon as you, you I pull those tires off and put my snow tires off on, that problem was resolved, and you would swear to God we're dealing with a transmission problem or a differential problem or what have you that you couldn't duplicate on a hoist. So you're saying, so, I mean, folks listening want to know, I mean, some of us are driving these all-wheel drives. You're saying that it is a critical that your tires be squared away. Yeah, somebody who's recommending four tires, when you think you only need two, you need to listen to what they're telling you. And I'm not trying to sell tires here. I'm not even in the tire business. But these kinds of things on all-wheel drive vehicles, they're becoming more and more prevalent uh, on vehicles. And, and who knows, maybe Uncle Sam, NHTSA, at some point in time may say, well, everything's got to be all-wheel drive all the time, which to me would be you know, redundant. You don't need that in Arizona. There's no need for that stuff. Right. JB, so, you're, you're driving in the snow, JB. Um, yeah, and we have listeners, you know, North Dakota. We have folks up in Canada. Um, in fact, some of our listeners are in Brazil on the beach right now, I understand, listening to the show. Nice. Uh, they don't drive at all. They're a skateboard crowd. But um, tell us a little difference for those listening uh, in those uh, sort of winter climates. As uh, Billy Knuckles has just mentioned, what do I need to pay attention? We're back to just let's talk about that front-wheel drive um, in terms of suspension wear. And traction, right? So if I'm really in that snow, am I going to wear my struts a little bit more? Is that just a big misnomer? Talk to me about yeah, struts. It, it goes from snow to ice and all sorts of craziness. So you start winding and slipping and sliding and all that stuff, and you go off the of ice where your tires are spinning, and suddenly you hit concrete or asphalt, and they stop all of a sudden. That's going to beat the heck out of the front end. Right. The other thing to be aware of is your steering's in the front end. And as this torque is being applied to those front wheels and moving that vehicle forward, it's pulling against all your steering linkage. Right. And next thing you know it, you're going to be able to steer your car by hitting the gas, and it's going to go one direction. When you get off the gas, it's going to go the other way because the tie rods have gotten worn out. Those tie rods, it's like, uh, it's like a shoulder joint going to the uh, elbow joint, that tie rod. Yeah. It's reaching out there and grabbing the wheel, and that's what pushes it to make it turn and pulls it to make it turn. Right. So all these moving parts that translate, transmit the torque, uh, you know, you're talking linkages, you're talking, essentially, we're talking about things that are a bit more connected. There's more in the equation. So bottom line is if you are, uh, you guys, we always preach this. Um, I'm not an advocate of a drive through lube shop. I may get a drive through cheeseburger, but I need to take it to a seasoned technician. And at an oil service, they're going to spend the time to make sure that all of those moving parts, uh, one thing we didn't mention, guys, probably what we see a lot of, CV axles. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, the axles. Yep. Um, Billy Knuckles, tell us about that CV boot. It seems like I've heard a lot of people come in the garage over the years, Frank, every five years you tell me my CV boot is torn. Why is this? Why is the CV boot such a weak point to this design? Well, the, you, you've got the, the grease, which is supposed to be a lifetime grease, is, in, is encompassed within a, a boot, and we call that a CV boot. And there usually, there's usually an inner boot and an outer boot on each axle shaft. So if you have a front-wheel drive vehicle, you're going to have four CV boots. And one of the things that we run into sometimes is folks will say, well, do you, you know, can you just replace the boot? And the answer to that is a lot of times by the time we catch them, especially if they're a new customer and they've, been, they've had their vehicle serviced at a facility, maybe a quick lube that really isn't in the business of looking for that because really they don't sell axle shafts, so they sell wiper blades. And I'm not knocking that line of business, but that's just not in their, 
in their interest in to, to sell. They're not going to sell Axel Chefs. They can't do them there. Right. So by the time we see them, the contaminants, in, in, in our case, you know, we've got snow and ice and salt and all that stuff gets in there. That gets into some uh, a fine, um, uh, it starts to chew away. It's gritty. The, yeah, it's gritty. It's gritty. Yeah. It's like sandpaper. Right. And so by the time that happens, those are, are shot, and you're going to need to replace the axle shaft. To say nothing of the fact that if the outside boot is torn, maybe the, the rubber's dry rotted, the inside boot is probably dry rotted as well. And so right. you replace that as an assembly. We usually sell them when we have a lifetime warranty behind the parts. Labor's, you know. I was going to ask you, because a lot of folks listening, Billy, and you hit it right on the head. As a consumer, okay, I may have to dance with these CB axles, you know, time to time, because uh, rubber can be exposed like that and tear. So you're, what's about a good, what should folks expect on a warranty? Uh, three years, 36,000 miles. I mean, as far as, you know, the shop, uh, uh, shop's labor warranty. But as far as the, the axle shaft, if you have a, most axle shaft warranties are lifetime warranty on the parts themselves. Okay. So, so we, we only purchase lifetime warranty on that. I, I haven't, you know, it used to be a year, used to be, you know, then it went to two years. Now all the axle shafts that we've been purchasing come with a lifetime warranty on the parts. And these are all new parts, quality Absolutely. parts. Right, right. Let me ask Absolutely. you, um, I can't afford this $400 axle. Um, what about if I put a used CV axle? Is that a eh, problem or can I get away with it? Depends on the condition. Depend, you know, if we're if we're putting in a used axle off of a you know a 2015 uh, Grand Cherokee, and maybe this thing was in an accident, maybe you're going to get a knuckle. And the knuckle for for those folks that don't know what that is, that's basically that corner. The entire suspension system for the corner of that vehicle is usually sold, and usually body shops will install that. You know, maybe on a vehicle with you know 10,000, 15,000 miles on it with pay, perhaps an insurance company standing behind that, saying that if there's a problem with the part, we'll pay the technician again to do that. But uh, Standards should be speaking, new, but we do have a lot of listeners that may say, you know, Frank, I'm going to get this as a used part. And there's some parts that are taboo, Steve. We just don't buy used. Right. Like, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to buy used brake pads. Uh, right. <laughs> um, perhaps a used fuel tank, maybe in the collision, maybe yeah. if you got... If a vehicle's only, you know, 800 miles and it was in a crash in the front, the gas tanks were, you know, there's certain things, and we're probably going to do a whole show on that, but I wanted to cover that because we do have a lot of listeners that are saying, hey, guys, I get what you're saying. I need this, but maybe I'm only going to keep the vehicle for six months. Yeah. What are my options? Yeah. You know, and uh, there's a good point I, you make. Well, I tell the uh, folks the best option is to put good parts in it, have a warranty that's transferable. Ah, so transferable. Case, that adds value to the, to the sale, right? Yeah. That to me, that to me is the cheapest way of doing it because so, now you're not having to pay anybody to do anything twice, and you're going to get the maximum return on your investment when you're selling the vehicle because you can see that you, you've invested in the vehicle. Nobody, you know, one of the things that, in fact, this is not to jump off of that train there, but you guys had a couple of weeks ago you're talking about used cars. What you know, what do you do when you're selling a used car? Right. One of the best things that we don't talk about is is for the seller to say. Hey, I'm the original owner. I have all the paperwork with the right, vehicle, right. and and the vehicle's in my name. And here's all the information. All you sure. have to do is get in touch with me, and I'll prove that I am the owner. That's I'm a valuable. Private seller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. JB, That's chime huge. in on that. Yeah, actually, I remember a customer used to come in with a book, and every time we did any kind of service on his car, he wrote it down in his book, and he had every service, every receipt, and everything. And when you can document that, that makes the value of that car so much better because it shows. This person cared about it and took really good care of it. Yeah, in and fact, he was you don't even have to so advertise it. Into it that he would come out to the it? bay and watch the technician do his job. 
Yeah. Right. And your shop that's been maintaining it, we'll, we'll, in our case, we find a buyer for it. We sure. match make all the time with folks. Who, who wouldn't want to buy a vehicle that we're recommending if, when they're our customer anyways? Right. So you, good documentation. I'd probably say, like, going back, that's that guy sounds like he was the guy in the 1930s with a little colored visor. He was the accountant tapping the keys and writing a big old book. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I tell you what, on that language, and you know, the show can travel a little bit. If you guys, as, as, as Billy Knuckles here and JB has talked about, we touch upon this warranty, you make sure that there is a digital record. You know, what I've heard a lot of guys, and it's frustrating for all the good guys and gals providing service, dealer level, local garage, is we hear these stories. Well, you lost your paperwork. It's not covered under warranty. I just want to just choke somebody when I hear that. There's no such thing. There should be a digital record in a computer. Well, there has to be by now. Yeah. Well, some garages are not doing that. I don't know where yeah. you're going then. Yeah. One of, the, one of the biggest selling points I have when, when I'm providing folks with my bolt-on technology digital vehicle inspection is I say to them, when was the last time somebody took a picture of all three brake lights on on the back of the vehicle? And they look at me and say, well, why would you do that? I say, well, here's why. Because if you leave here, a week later, you have a light that's out. When you call me and you say, hey, did you guys check my light? All we have to do is say, if you take a look at your inspection, you'll see that we did. Yeah, you're and documenting. So, yeah, you're documenting. And, and so basically, we're still going to take care of it. Come back, we'll replace it. But the point is, is we're going to do what we said we were going to do. Yeah. And we're talking about women. How about this? You know, when you tell a man, I'll have your vehicle ready, or I'll call you by 3 o'clock, and you don't call him, it's not such a big deal. You tell that to a woman. What does a woman think? It's a whole different level of, of, of mistrust that starts building up. Yeah, we got to speak the language. Guy that told yeah. me he was going to call me, and he didn't. Yeah, and definitely. So, you guys are going to hang out with us. We got, uh, we got uh, Mr. Delaware coming in shortly. We got to take a quick break. We're talking about what powers your wheels. And guess what, guys? I'm going to come back and tell you how important is torque. Well, there's a Volkswagen Beetle that will kill a Lamborghini. That's coming up. Ranch Nation continues next on 88.7 The Pulse. Oh, guess who's on the phone? Oh, who do we got here? <laughs> the Blue Hen of Delaware. The Blue Hen is here. Mr. Buckley, I'm also the Red Hen because I won the Red Hen Award last week here at Evit. Did you really? Yeah, so I do. You, yes, I'm a Red Hen and you're a Blue Hen. And he eats a lot of church's chicken. <laughs> hey, Greg, we're also going to bring in uh, Billy Knuckles with us and also JB for Bolt On Technology. They're on the phone with us, too. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? Welcome back, guys. We probably have about seven minutes. Someday we'll get to the two-hour. We'll open up the floor. But our listeners, we're going to recap. We're talking about front-wheel drives. Uh, We did mention a little rear-wheel drive. Um, All those moving parts, your hub bearings, you know, your CV joints uh, for your rear-wheel drives. We we can't definitely forget about the U-joint and the driveline. And that brings me sort of what we teased out for a segment. Uh, Mr. Greg Buckley, how can one pogo stick their truck? Tell us what's the premise behind pogo sticking. Oh man, I you got. I think you might get me on that one. A pogo sticking. Well, let's. <laughs> all right, do, do, do you want a lifeline? Do you want a lifeline on that you one? You know what? I you know I can think I can think of a way to pogo stick, but I don't know how to pogo stick with a car. You know, you know. Okay, so you're giving us clues. JB, you want to chime in a little bit on the pogo stick of one's truck, rear-wheel drive truck or four-wheel drive truck? Well, I'm thinking that we're talking about the lines that the drive shaft drops and you do a little pole vaulting. Is that right? That is what we're talking about. Absolutely. Uh Uh, Billy Knuckles, have you ever seen this situation? You ever get a drive line that just drops kerplunks out of a truck and then launches it? Have you heard of that? I I never – and it didn't launch. It it dropped. It was on a – 
It was on a, a fleet account of ours. It was a four a Chevy Astro. Okay. Driving down I seventy five and and it, and it it dropped and it never you know it it, it didn't it, propel it, anywhere itself. Anywhere it's going to happen, Michigan. Yeah. There's plenty of potholes, so if you're oh. gonna, if you're going to do any pogo sticking, it's Michigan. That's like an I don't Olympic know how much venue. Pogo sticking you're going to do in, in Arizona though. You don't get no you have no, no potholes though. Yeah, you know, and I've never seen it, guys. Of course, we probably all have heard of it. And for you guys listening, um, the driveline has those U-joints, very important. And typically your symptom, when you go and drive, Steve, if you hear a little clunk, a little bit of a cling, right? or when reverse, and assuming your engine mounts are good, too, because engine mounts can do that, too. But specifically with that rear-wheel drive line, if you're hearing that clunk, you may have a lot of play in U-joints. And you guys are listening, think of your shoulder joint or your wrist, that has a certain play, but if you had too much play, it's going to flex longer. And so what we're talking about is if the U-joint separates from that shaft, right. it'll actually just drop out. And wow. if you're driving while it drops, especially the front portion drops. Now, again, guys, none of us have physically seen this. We've heard about it. Usually the driveline drops. Folks hear a noise. It, it just kind of scrapes, and then they're towing it in. But it's not impossible to get a little pogo action on a drive line. That would be crazy to see. That would be. I, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, and it's some serious damage. It's it's some serious damage. Have the on at the right time. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about this uh, front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, all-wheel drive. Um, guys, where are we going in the future? We have a few minutes left. I want to start off. Um, Greg Buckley, where do you see drive line systems going in the future? What do you think it's going to look like? Well, I think we'll be direct direct drive with uh, with electric motors. You know, I don't think we'll uh, Tesla's already there. We'll have some uh, more coming down the road. That's the kind of drive line that I see right. um, being pretty common, where it's just direct motor driven. Uh, you may not have axles. It'll be just a uh, you know um, motor to wheel, um, everything independent and controlled by a processor. Yeah, electric, big time. Uh, it seems like everything seems to be going that route. Um, William Nalu, otherwise known as Billy Knuckles out of Detroit, what's your thought on this whole electric? I mean, well, yeah, well, we're going to really see what happens, you know, next week when we when we get together. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. But you know, we already know, like Greg's saying here, the, the most telling thing about where we're headed is the biggest problem with with building a vehicle is how to keep fluids in something that needs lubrication. Well, when you have drive motors, in the case of direct direct drive, right? The, literally, the only fluid you're going to have for the vehicle is windshield washer solvent. Okay. And so, if you could live without windshield washer solvent, this vehicle has no. Well, it got fuel. Obviously, fuel's a whole. You know, sure. if, you, if this is a hybrid, but right. if it's all electric, you literally have no other fluids other than washer solvent for the vehicle. Right. You know, and 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 that seems uh, to be the path. You know, we've seen over the years um, the discussions of hydrogen. And things like that. But I, I think it's fair to say, and, and we've got a lot of technicians and wrenches out there listening, I think electric is really kind of the mainstay. It seems to be the most affordable, safe way for manufacturer to put into production uh, and still make an affordable vehicle. You know, we know Elon Musk is bringing it down. He's got uh, already production ramping up to handle the orders of, I believe it's Model 3, right, guys? Is it Model 3? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Model 3. So we'll see. I think Elon Musk is going to bring us... Uh, a whole lot of goodness. And uh, and for you guys listening, um, you know, next week, we'll just tell you, it's going to be a replay. And, and we have the pleasure, uh, Greg Buckley and, and William Nalu. JB, are you going to be out in Detroit next week? 
No, unfortunately. That's okay. It's okay. So we're going, guys, and I'll have a report when we get back for our uh, road trip to our show. We're actually going, Steve, to a very high-tech telematics vehicle-to-vehicle uh, technology course. Oh, wow. And we're getting our training is what we're doing, people. And uh, yeah. I, I will have some... Great. All of us will have some really interesting things about the wave of the future. When you come back from that, we'll have the two-hour show. I'll have plenty of time to talk about it. Exactly. So, uh, you guys, shout out your websites real quick. Greg Buckley, where folks find you? JustCallBuckley.com. Billy Knuckles, where folks find you? Interstate Auto Care. And, of course, the great JB, where folks find you? BoltOnTechnology.com. Everybody knows where you're at now. We rock. You guys are awesome. Thank <laughs> All right, you thanks, so guys. We'll talk Take to you in guys. two weeks. Thanks. All right. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. All right, Steve. You know, rats, rats, like mice, rats. Yeah, we have roof rats in my neighborhood. Rats get a pretty bad rap. Well, I tell you what, if you're driving your car like this one gentleman did, you can find this video on Autoblog.com. The man was minding his own business. I he heard was this, driving yeah. down the road, and all of a sudden, his car magically <laughs> oh, just no. started to smell like fire, caught on fire, and he was like, holy cow, what happened? And sure enough, this is real, people, and we see this here up in the northern country where rats and uh, rodents can kind of hang out. They love sure. gnawing on that well, delicious. Plus, if it's cold at night, they go where the warm is. They do. So, you guys, I got a tip, and this was that little rat story again, autoblog.com, our friends there. But uh, in the winter climates, you guys are still hanging with some cold weather up yep. north or wherever you're at. You guys should be already tapping the fenders, and if you got any critters, especially cats, let's keep our cats safe. Wake them up. Tell them to get out of my ride because they can cause a lot of damage, Steve. All right. Well, that's going to be Wrench Nation for this week. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll do a repeat next week because you're going to be out of town. We'll be out of town. Yep. We look forward to a two-hour show. Tell your friends. And as always, if you're re-listening to this on the podcast, man, we really, really appreciate you Thank guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're very humbled, our growing show. If you've got any comments, get in there. And if you can, while well, you can, give us a rating. Tell us how we did. You like it. You hate it. And you can always find us on social media, wrenchnation.tv, social media, Twitter, Facebook. And as always, tell you every single week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.